Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. Denise Salcedo here with Tommy Dreamer, and we got one giant story to talk about. We react to Triple H announcing that Cody Rhodes has a chance to finish his story at WrestleMania against Roman Reigns. Also, Tommy and I tell you who our weekly winner is right now on the Busted Open Podcast. I really feel like 2024 was like, nah, Forget all these other years. Screw them. I'm going to come in and I'm going to be super noteworthy and everybody's going to be talking about me because there is so much pro wrestling stories going on right now. And the biggest one this like week in terms of like storyline stuff was everything surrounding WrestleMania 40, Cody Rhodes, Roman Reigns, The Rock, Seth Rollins, all of these people. So I want to go ahead and I was trying to think like with so much that happened, what's the easiest way to work through all of this? So I figured the easiest way is to go in order. So Tommy, I want to start off by where we got here, by how we got here. Royal Rumble, Cody Rhodes wins. We fast forward to SmackDown and we find out that this match isn't happening. From there on, there's this huge turmoil on social media, a huge backlash. So let's kind of start there. Tommy, you're seeing this. You saw SmackDown unfold. You saw the backlash. What were you thinking? What was going through your mind? Uh, it was, it's been crazy. Um, a lot of also the end result, CM Punk getting hurt. And I also think CM Punk's been a big, uh, he was great at this press conference. And I, and I knew it. I knew he would. And, you know, this is what I also tell people when you are injured. Hey, there's other opportunities that you can take to stay within the business while you're healing up. Uh, he's charismatic as can be on the microphone. It's also like a bit of a different CM Punk when he's being a host and all stuff or even, you know, even how Big E stepped up when he's been doing uh, the presser. So I, I really enjoyed uh, seeing all that. And yes, how we're getting all this information, it's instant. Uh, we're, this is more from our social medias. And yes, you could have watched it on Peacock, which was, I highly recommend everybody watch it because there's no wrestling going on in this. This has all been really soap opera stuff, but like there's a lot of blurring the lines between what is reality, what isn't reality, which really professional wrestling at its core has always been. Um you know, this comes in from the hug once The Rock comes back. And, you know, we saw it first with Seth basically pitching to Cody, like, hey, man, what if you fought me? And then here comes Roman, that great interaction with Roman and Cody. And then he walks out The Rock. And you're like, what am I seeing? Nice conversation that we don't know. And hopefully they pay that off between Rock and Cody. Another great job that WWE does, they hide what the conversation was. You can see that it's happening with the hug between Rock and Cody, but that one camera is shown from the Rock side, so you don't get to see it. Because trust me, if they wanted you to see it, they can see everything. They have so many cameras. 
Again, the backlash. Uh, I mean, and I'm talking not just trending for you, trending worldwide. Cody, we want Cody. The fans feeling that Cody's getting screwed. Rock is getting hammered because Rock is, you know, also on the board now. So don't know what is really. You read reports. I can't get ever into reports. And then they have to they're forced to pivot. And, you know, everybody's doing such great work from. Seth Rollins on Monday, I want your answer, Cody. And then interrupted by Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre being phenomenal till we get to this, never giving us an answer, never giving us a payoff until we get to this press conference. Again, not happening on any television show that WWE has. It's happening. You can see it on Peacock or you're watching it live on however you get your wrestling information whether it was on youtube through clips twitter instagram tiktok all that stuff and man it became like where are they going with this and this interesting dialogue here comes triple h he makes the announcement it's roman versus cody then roman comes out like man you don't have that power blah 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 Here's Cody. Here's The Rock. While the whole time, if you look, Seth Rollins is just sitting in the back, kind of like, what the hell? What? I'm a champion here, too. Then it's the slap heard around the world, and it ignites. And then another thing that's big, big going on where Triple H is doing an interview, and then that gets interrupted with Rock and Roman leaving. You have to see a lot of banter. This was all just, what, Thursday? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, everything happened so fast. Like, I feel like this whole thing has lasted years at this point. <laughs> I agree. And then now we get to Friday night on Friday Night SmackDown. Again, hats off how this situation has been handled in the sense of, you know, this is the, the real card subject to change, but... How they're going about it has added so much more intrigue to all this. And again, people who are carrying it, an, another catalyst to this. We all know he was a great ta talker, Nick Aldis. Also, uh, Adam Pierce. They're carrying their parts because now, like, think of all the people that I'm talking about. I'm talking about The Rock. I'm talking about Paul Heyman. I'm talking about Roman Reigns. Known excellent talkers, entertainers. Here comes, so everyone is doing their job to the fullest and really caring everything that they do. And then here comes Triple H. And I mean, Triple H knows how to get people into it. You know, when he was a heel, he was one of the best. When he was a babyface, man, they, he was this sarcastic, snarky, that whole DX and, and D Generation X. I mean, they carried so much. Stuff that, like, you know, it was part of uh, a lot of people's growing up. And you see he's still corporate because that's really what he is. But a lot of the things he said were without naming stuff like these ways he used to do it. And it was I really loved it because I felt like I got to see the two sides of Triple H because, hey, though I wear this suit, but I was also a wrestler. I was also one of the most popular wrestlers and one of the most hated wrestlers. But, I mean, if you think about it, DX back in the day carried a lot of segments. So did D-Generation X. And just like, you know, I don't care where you sit. 
it doesn't matter, like throwing a lot of the rocks catchphrases without really saying the rock. Um, and then also saying, I'm the boss. I'm the one responsible for all this. And the match is going to be Cody versus Roman. Man, so like hearing you recap it, by the way, it's one of those things where I feel like this has been a very tumultuous uh, story because here's the thing, like for the longest time since WrestleMania 39, you know, we are all sitting here going, oh, well, you know what? Cody Rhodes is going to finish his story, WrestleMania 40. And I remember when Mark and I were talking about it, I was like, why would, why do we just assume that WrestleMania 40 it's going to be Roman Reigns, Cody Rhodes. But a lot of people were very, very sold on that idea. And I, at that point, when we were talking about it, I wasn't sold that that was going to be the main event. And as the year went by, I'm like, okay, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. You know, I would go back and forth. And once Cody won the Rumble, for me, I'm like, okay, well, it's clear. It's going to be Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes. And, you know, he points to Roman Reigns. They have the whole thing. And you're like, okay, he's going to get his WrestleMania main event again. And he's going to finish the story. We're going to see what happens. When Friday happened, I was like, this is a mess. This is like possibly the worst thing that they have done. And I was not happy about it. Like Friday, it was more so like, you know, I know the whole thing going out there right now is the the term Cody cry babies. And I feel like it's a obviously it's a term that The Rock put out there and it's very funny. But I feel like there's a difference between, um, you know, people wanting these stories to make sense. And then there's, you know people getting mad about just like whatever's right on the internet. But I feel like the people that were mad about this happening the way that it did were definitely justified uh, given, given the fact that Cody had won the rumble. So anyways, uh, I had told Mark on last weekend's show, like, that's it. Like, just give up hope. We have to be in the acceptance fa- in the acceptance phase of it all. And we're going to see The Rock versus Roman Reigns. And at that point, I had accepted it already, Tommy. I'm like, okay, this is a match we're getting. Like, it didn't really make sense in how we got here. But you know what? We're here. I've accepted it. Let's move on. And so then when we get to the presser, by the time we got to this kickoff show, at this point, Tommy, I'm really starting to feel like they're going to backtrack on this, given some of the uh, backlash on social media. And I was very surprised by how everything went down at the kickoff, because I will say this, they did a tremendous job, because point blank, Regardless of how you feel about the situation, regardless of whether you feel it's been a work the entire time or they turned it into a work, regardless of where you stand on that, people were talking about it. You know, we were talking about me being here at Radio Row. There are so many people, by the way, that are obviously, you know, covering sports, covering the NFL, that they don't cover wrestling full time. But damn it, are they wrestling fans? And so many people um, that I spoke to were like, oh, my God, what do you think about The Rock and Cody? What do you think about what they're doing? La, la, la. You know, everybody was talking about it. So they got people talking about it. And that is like the big thing. And so when the kickoff show happened, I kind of thought in the beginning when The Rock came out and he was talking about how this is the right main event and this is the right main event. And I'm thinking, okay, cool. So that's the main event we're getting. That's fine with me. I just didn't think it made sense on how we got there. 
whatever. So then we finally have Cody Rhodes come out and he says that line, this is bullshit, right? And everybody's like, yeah, like, you know, he finally stood up for himself. This is the moment because I think people wanted to see Cody Rhodes stand up for himself. And so Cody finally doing all of this and having that confrontation that he had with The Rock afterwards even though he said he chose the rock i think there was still a little bit of uncertainty in the air that's kind of how i felt i felt like hmm i don't know even though he said that he chose um roman reigns it, it felt like i don't know like i almost didn't believe it i'm like okay so is this match happening are you guys trying to swerve us like what's gonna happen next like i just wasn't fully convinced in that moment and i remember like on the stage they had earlier had these you know they had these big screens right and they had had the rock and roman literally right there from the very very beginning and then the second that they finally made that um roman and cody rhodes announcement they changed the graphic and they put cody rhodes instead on the screen so i kind of thought that was funny but afterwards i was thinking like okay is i almost got the vibe with the way that they did the kickoff, I almost got the vibe that there was going to be some sort of tag team situation because I kind of felt like The Rock came in and was like this, you know, he almost took like a big brother type of role to Roman Reigns, which was, you know, you don't really see that for Roman. And The Rock was very, very upset at the things that Cody Rhodes had said about his family. So I started feeling like, are they doing a tag team match? Is this going to be like a triple threat? Like, what are we doing here? Uh, even though he had said it. So I think that having Triple H come out on SmackDown to reiterate that this is the match we're getting, it, it was almost like, okay, good, just just want to know for sure like this is the match we're getting because there was I, I at least I felt there was some confusion and I remember like right away even CM Punk CM Punk was doing the kickoff show and he looks at Michael Cole he's like Michael Cole so break it down tell us what's happening right. uh tell us what's happening here and I'm like okay good it wasn't just me like more people were a little bit confused by what went down in the presser talk is Jericho podcast with multiple world champion professional wrestler lead singer of Fozzie and New York Times best-selling author Chris Jericho is now on Fight Nation. Don't miss Jericho interview some of the biggest names in wrestling, entertainment, and comedy. Plus, give all of his takes on what's going on in the world of pop culture. Catch the Talk is Jericho podcast every Tuesday and Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern on your home for combat sports. Sirius XM, Fight Nation, Channel 156. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. I guess it's kind of hard to try to get into the mind of Triple H, but looking at him coming out and saying the things that he just said that we just heard right now, what do you think was the reasoning or the meaning behind him coming out and saying everything that he said? Well, like I said, blurring uh, reality with, uh, you know, what's what's real, what's not real. It, it's such a hard uh, – it, it's so hard to read through it. What I – you know, you know Triple H and The Rock have a long history together as competitors um, and have wrestled each other many, many times. And then, you know, we all know Triple H is – in the WWE, he's part of the creative team. He's been that face for quite some time. Now, you also know The Rock sits on the board of the TKO, the new management. 
because this is uh, a new WWE. Um, so you have so many different, when you also would hear about like, you know, we all experience it in our real life work where there's political stuff going on. These are the things that happen back and forth in the real world, but also blurring the lines uh, for what's going on in the WWE. <clears throat> it's been pretty much saying, as of right now, guess what? I'm the boss. I'm still the boss. And I'm the one who says what happens. Because, I mean, storyline-wise or television-wise, Triple H is that management figure that really, basically, if this is a a real-tier corporate breakdown for a television show, you have Adam Pierce managing one brand, you have Nick Aldis managing another brand in SmackDown, and everyone would eventually have to report to Triple H. This is storyline-wise for who is on the show. If there's a corporate uh, calendar or that own head of the table is one thing. But then if we take it non-storyline-wise, The Rock is on the real board for this, you know, TKO WWE. Um, but creatively, Triple H makes all these decisions and feels that these guys are overstepping their boundaries uh, between... You know, Roman calling his own shots, Rock coming in and basically taking that main event away from Cody, which led to that backlash. And then he's just like, hey, man, this is what it's going to be. And said it so brilliant, said it so clever, masterful, masterful work on the microphone. And we got the end result without. And, and here's the beauty of what we saw last night. There was no Rock. There was no. Cody, there was no Roman Reigns. There was nobody in that who we're talking about in that segment. So Triple H on his own built that up the way he should. And then again, pivoting to, oh, by the way, we have another title here. And that's going to be because they have another show in Perth, Elimination Chamber, which has a lot of ramifications. Nick Aldis takes it. Then Adam Pierce takes it. They've announced that all they're going to have all these. How do we get to this? Who's going to face? We're going to have our best talent face each other to get into Elimination Chamber. And then the Elimination Chamber, the winner of this Elimination Chamber, will go on to face Seth Rollins. Um, and the matches so far were great. It's also interesting to see what they're doing in the sense of who's going to be wrestling where and on what show how they're advertising. I'm so hooked from, from all of this, but even Friday's opening segment, I had looked before they went to commercial break was long, And I was so highly invested in it. And I seriously, like I keep saying, I, I glowing reviews. I cannot put over how much everybody just contributed to this story. And if you always think about, you know, forget about what you read and you hear sources. And I'm not just talking about wrestling. It's it's all sports. Sources say this. Government stuff, which I never even talk about. Sources. But here's straight from the horse's mouth. Here's straight from the people who are supposed to be doing it and they're carrying it. Even still, there's speculation, like you said, are they really still going to go with this match? We, you know, are, are I've heard, are they going to make it a tag? Does Cody going to have to face rock night one to get to 
they're going to keep throwing these little curveballs out there to get people doing what? Talking about it as well as having people wanting to watch the greatest WrestleMania of all, or the biggest WrestleMania of all time. So I have a couple questions for you and for the nation. So the first one that I want to ask is, so you you know you're, you seem very very uh, you know intrigued by what they're doing here. Do you think this was always the plan, or do you believe that they were gonna do Rock and Roman, but that the social media backlash changed that? Where are you on what the end goal was the entire time? I think once CM Punk got hurt everything changed once that. And then, I mean, honestly, if I'm sitting on this board and I'm the rock, uh, well, if, if you need me and I don't think it's an ego thing, it's like, I sit on this thing that has, you know, just got $5 billion. You also got to understand when you have ownership and non wrestling people involved in a wrestling product, it's, you have to kind of just quickly go for you have to rely on these people. Uh, I get it when you have managers, you have coaches. I'm, I'm talking about, you know, cause we're having the super bowl. You're going to have all these things happening and like what people are feeling the best to win the biggest game, the most eyes on the product. But at the end of the day, it's going to be the players on the field. And if it, if I'm a quarterback, if I'm Patrick Mahomes, they may have given me the best play, but now I'm on the field and I'm seeing differently. I have to call an audible. I have to do these different things because I want to win this. WWE wants to win this. The fan backlash is one thing. But then if you also have new people be like, man, how do we deal with this? What do we do? Well, it's The Rock. Well, let's just use him. You don't know where all these things come from. To answer your question, I feel that yes, once CM Punk entered, because again, man, I mean, forget about what happens just alone in February. Think of like Cody is set to go on this course. Here comes CM Punk back. What nobody thought would happen. CM Punk comes back. What is CM Punk's ultimate objective? Main event of WrestleMania. Cool. Now that's, but once people get hurt, well, I mean, honestly, we've seen it before. What if Patrick Mahomes gets hurt? on the day of the game or during the game, everyone's going to scramble. All right, we're going to put this, we, we need to rely on you, our second best player, blah, 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 blah. So it's kind of like how we have to go about this. I do think the original was Cody versus Roman. And then once I got the rock, once I got all these other things, it was a great, great pivot because I was one to say like, the story doesn't have like, because I'm worried then if Cody loses, what happens with that story? I don't want to see that. And I don't think no matter what's going on, Roman's walking out still the champion. And then I got to worry even more. So these are all things. So to answer your question, I think it was originally, and then they changed it and it was rock versus Roman. And then they said, oh crap, let's change it back. Right, that's and you literally, literally said you saw too. that I happen. I feel like they went back and forth. Yeah, like you can tell, like you can tell. You saw the graphic happen thing, instantly. If... <laughs> yes, exactly. And like, here's the thing: like, I feel like you know, if you pay close enough attention to the details, you're seeing that this wasn't always the plan all along because a lot of stuff 
did not make sense when you look at everything. And I think that had this been a plan all along to do this whole entire thing, to build up to Cody and Roman, I think it would have made a lot more sense because they would have had more time to actually think about it. But you can kind of tell that a lot of this stuff was sort of decided on the fly. Now, my second question is, I had a couple of people, Tommy, that were like, I was talking about this whole thing, right? And I had a couple of people tell me, you know, I kind of wanted to see The Rock versus Roman Reigns instead because we already saw Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes. So there, you cannot ignore that there is a group of people, a huge group of people that now that they got the tease that Rock and Roman was supposed to happen, and now that's off the table as of right now, now there's people going, dang, what? We got gypped. We thought this big-time match was going to happen. Of course, you can't please everybody, right? There's going to be a side that is going to be upset no matter what. But it does feel like now those people got their hopes up. And I don't blame them because they closed off with both of these guys staring each other off on SmackDown. And they had however many days to process it. And it really did seem like that was the WrestleMania match that we were going to get. So now there are people out there that are like, dang, we ain't getting this. Right. Well, I mean, if you heard from the first time with Seth Rollins promo to Cody where he pitches it, people are like, no, don't do that. There's a massive difference between online and then live in the audience. When The Rock showed up, the place went nuts. I do think Rock versus Roman is an amazing match. I think Cody versus Roman is an amazing match. Um, Business-wise, you have to think. But right now, they're doing uh, a lot of great business because of speculation. It is what what is going to uh, happen. You know, I remember a couple years ago, Patrick Mahomes had gotten hurt. And then he had, will he be able to play? Will he be able to play? He hurt his ankle in the Super Bowl. That was a lot of speculation where billions of dollars is based upon that because of betting in wrestling. How many people are going to watch this live? How many people are talking? You're there on the ground. It's scuttlebutt. I go to my gym. Because uh, I really don't like to leave the house. Everybody is talking about like they see me and uh, they'll walk by for people that know me and they'll be like, man, what's going on with with Rock? Rock's coming back. Oh, man. Rock is the rock. So, yes, it's a lot of talk about it used to be called water cooler um, conversation. But then, you know, if you're talking about it's big business, like how do I look at this? Like what's going to generate the best buzz and the most business because if you see when there's backlash it could be well will sponsors pull out will this thing happen on a legit like it's i have to tell people like there's there's so much about this but like i said the arenas love it there's if you're telling me i had rock versus roman i would have been okay with it because i could have pushed cody's story back because then I have, I'm just honestly at this point, I can't even think long term because of every all the dominoes that fell. It's how do I get to Friday and then what happens on Monday? And again, the elimination chambers for both men and women. And, and here's the, the crappier part. We did get to see it all, but like the Bailey EO Sky stuff, it's interesting. The 
Um, women all competing because it's looking like we're going to see uh, Becky versus Rhea, but how are we going to get there? So there's so many different ways, and, and like this elimination chamber for for the women is as important as the men, but also this the compelling storyline. That one is because everyone's like, oh, we know it's going to happen. But they threw a nice little wrinkle in there too, but we'll discuss it. But there's been so much changes, like, you know, and, and even in his promo, Triple H was very, very truthful. Hey, we were going on this highway to WrestleMania, the road to WrestleMania, and we had to make a hard pivot because the, the road was on fire. And yeah, that's that's summing up what we're kind of been witnessing in the WWE creatively right now. Yo, what's going on, everybody? It's Bully Ray. Do you know who I am? I talk pro wrestling, and I play rock and roll. Yeah! Every Wednesday night, as soon as AEW Dynamite ends, I'm bringing you instant reactions with the Busted Open Nation. It's Wednesday! You know what that means! The only place to party is Busted Open After Dark. With me, Uncle Bully, starting at 10 p.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation 156 and on the SiriusXM app. The landscape of pro wrestling is evolving, which means more options for fans. So many activities. What was the best show this week? If you ain't first, you're last. The week's over, so get over. This is the Busted Open Weekly Winner. It is time for the Weekly Winner. We had so many pro wrestling shows, but which one was the best. So I'm going to get right to it. My weekly winner for this week, and there was some tough competition, but I'm going to give it to AEW Dynamite. Now, I think, I don't remember, I think this might be the first AEW Dynamite that I picked this year, or it might be like the second or something. But um, I got to tell you, man, I was a huge fan of what they did on this show. They started things off with Hangman Page and Swerve Strickland. They did a 30-minute time limit draw. This was their third encounter. And given just like what we've seen from both of these guys, I mean, I didn't think that they can continue to top what they've done. I didn't think that they topped, obviously, the death match because that was like really uh, next-level stuff that we saw here. But what they did was they went out there and they had a very different kind of a match. And the people were um, eating out of the palm of their hands, man. They were so invested in this. And even in the moments that were maybe a little bit slower, they still just showed so much respect for this match and for those two competitors. So I was a huge huge fan of that um the other thing i loved on dynamite was the blackpool combat club match against uh echicero mascara dorada and volador jr um with against brandy Anderson, claudio castagnoli and john moxley this i was a huge fan of man because i think that they have even though it's only been like two weeks or however many weeks it's been that they've had the cmll guys on AEW, i feel like they have added so much new life and energy to the show because when you got wrestlers like these guys out there i mean doing spectacular things like mascara dorada the things that he was out there doing the the uh the athletic ability it's like dude he is so 
Like, I don't think a lot of people are very close to El, El Hijo del Vikingo, but I think Mascara Dorada uh, is definitely up there um, with Vikingo and the things that he's doing. Volador Jr., he is somebody that is just so, he can do anything. He's technically sound in every aspect of pro wrestling. So getting to see all of these guys just kind of do their thing was so, so much fun. I was a big fan of that. Um, and then, of course, the way that they closed out the show, Sting and Darby Allen defeating Ricky Starks and Big Bill in a tornado match that we even saw Sting jump off of a scaffolding. We saw Darby Allen literally just like plummet freaking Big Bill into a table. That was freaking cool. Um, but seeing them win the AEW World Tag Team titles, that was just that was the cherry on top of all of this. And I love that the moment was kind of, even though I was enjoying seeing him, like seeing Sting hold up gold alongside Darby. Uh, I love that out of nowhere, we just see the young bucks come out and attack them, including Sting's sons who were out there too. So overall, I would say the show top to bottom was really cool. And then of course, Tony Khan making that announcement of the big business, which gave a lot of hints to who we might be expecting on that show. So my weekly winner is AEW Dynamite. How about you, Tommy? Uh, Monday Night Raw, excellent in-rings uh, performances. Monday Night Raw left a lot of questions. Um, NXT, super-duper solid show. AEW, for me, was a great brain palette wash that I truly needed, and I thought it was an amazing show. And, you know, got us to know where we're going. I loved a great opener and a great main event. I thought it was excellently done, and to see Sting win a tag title, that match was great. Everybody, uh, hats off to them. Thursday was an awesome show for Impact. Trinity's last match in Impact Wrestling, very, very classy send-off, plus Alex Shelley versus Eddie Edwards. You can't go wrong with the two of them. And then, even though it wasn't a show, the uh, WrestleMania, what was the name of What were they calling it? Uh, the... Show. What, the was, what was it called? Yeah, the kickoff. Yeah, the Sorry. kickoff. Yeah, the kickoff. Uh, that was considered. That was a highly anticipated show, I guess, because most of those are very, very blah. But man, that was amazing. Great work done by everybody. And then SmackDown. SmackDown came and kind of put what we all needed. Gave us answers, though we still have a few questions, but gave us a lot of answers. And then the in rings were great. So that's why they are my. Uh, weekly winner for this week. You know, we got Triple H appearance. We got him to say what he wanted to say. Again, followed up by great performances by both Nick Aldis and Adam Pierce. And then they announced the matches. Great way to promote um, Monday Night Raw, as well as to continue to keep me watching because right off the bat, I'm getting AJ Styles versus Drew McIntyre. Another things that will be continued, Braun Breaker having a nice little chat with Triple H, and then all of a sudden it gets interrupted by one Paul Heyman. Braun Breaker still hasn't made his decision, which makes him uh, even a more intricate part to a story of what brand he's going to go to. Also, always appreciate somebody wearing an old-school power blue suit. Uh, Paul Heyman, in only the best way that Paul does, kissing ass, being Paul, lying through his teeth, and then coming to Triple H and saying, oh, yeah, and when I come back, um, I'm bringing Roman Reigns and The Rock next week. Must-see television. So um, 
Bailey's and EO Sky's problem has still been because then here came Dakota Kai. We think she's on her side and pleaded a very, very nice case. Bailey on the mic is always amazing. And she was also very, very honest. Hey, you guys like me now? I get it if you don't. But so we're on the same page, right? And like they're like, yeah, we love you. Uh, really, really solid show. L.A. Knight getting involved in in stuff early, uh, and then the you know one of the another amazing talking, and it made everything feel real. Before Randy Orton and Sami Zayn, Sami Zayn literally cut an amazing promo about real life, like for him and his career. Randy Orton, the Viper, what he's cuts a great promo, and they're not promo; they're talking real media real stories interrupted uh dominic mysterio guys talking they're just booing him out of the building interrupted by who's he gonna face next week kevin owens great back and forth and then interrupted by our truth with what a dynamic truth and ko was and everybody loves our truth i mean and the reactions he's getting again then into a great main event it was all around a super duper highly entertaining must-watch television show. That's why it's my weekly winner, and it gave us a lot of answers. My biggest happiness is that coming off this show, I have to go to Dave's show tonight, and Dave, at least going into this show, will know that it's Cody versus Roman. So his brain is set. Because i got to deal with him, ladies and gentlemen. I have to deal with him all day today. All right, so you mentioned SmackDown, so that's your that's your weekly winner. All right, uh, I do want to take a second to talk a little bit about the men's elimination chamber because that was some other big news that we haven't even got into on this show yet, and that is that both Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton have officially qualified for the men's chamber, uh, each of them winning their own respective qualifying match on the show, which you just ran through. Uh, but we do have some remaining contenders in the qualifier, which include Bobby Lashley, Ivar, Bronson Reed, LA Knight. Uh, we got Logan Paul. We got The Miz. We got uh, also Kevin Owens and Dominic Mysterio. So we're looking at these names and we're looking at who qualified. And we now know that the person who wins the men's elimination chamber will be going on to face Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. Is there a clear-cut pick for you, Tommy? And if so, who is that? And two-part question, who do you want to see make it into this elimination chamber based off the guys that are in qualifiers? Uh, well, I, I don't know who's in there. Uh, any Listen, any Randy Orton time, Randy Orton's in the ring. I love watching him. Even the finish last night. Uh, I felt bad for Sami Zayn because Sami was like, hey, man, I was in the main event of WrestleMania last year. And now I'm fighting for a spot. Like, these are the ramifications that are going on. Where do I fit in? And even how, like, Randy hit the RKO out of nowhere, it was a great match. Um, I can't give you that assessment as of yet, but I would say Drew McIntyre is a very, very good opponent to win the Elimination Chamber and to face Seth Rollins because – Drew, in his own Drew ways, again, has stepped up so much on the mic, but he's like, you should all be thanking me. 
for everything. Like I told you about CM Punk. I told you about Cody Rhodes. And I told you about Seth Rollins. It's almost like, just hand me the title. But he's also got to face AJ Styles. Obviously, LA Knight got involved. Um, interesting stuff on that end. Another, when we talk about trying to make sense, Logan Paul in Nick Aldis' office that's joined by Adam Pierce. And I also have to add, they did a great job like saying, like as a united front, because we got all these things going on, this is what we have agreed together to show that WWE, we have all these different issues going on with the world title, but we want to have the best product out there as the general managers of a brand. So um, Logan Paul in their office basically saying, why do I have to be in an elimination chamber? Why do I have to qualify for anything? I'm the champ. And then he basically, because he's Logan Paul, convinces himself in his own little head of, well, all right, I'll do it without even them prodding him. But very, very made it about Logan Paul. And then they're like, oh, yeah, by the way, you're facing The Miz. And he was like, oh. Like, it was really, really good uh, stuff. I would say my odds-on favorite to win, so, like, all the pieces for WrestleMania could come into place, I would give it to uh, Drew McIntyre. But, I mean, all those contenders, perhaps minus, I can't even say minus anybody because some, I mean, I would have put our truth in there and really put our truth in the elimination chamber because you could have those moments. I will never forget Alberto Del Rio and Santino Morella at the Royal Rumble. And the world thought that Santino Morella was going to win the Royal Rumble and go on to main event WrestleMania. And if you put our truth in that chamber or have him involved somehow would is just going to be like pure gold. I would love if like they put Dom in there and then all of a sudden our truth just slides into the chamber with him and they're locked in that chamber the entire time until Dominic. And then the referee's like, Hey man, you can't be in here, even though there's no rules, but he's just so entertaining. And the fans, honestly, the fans love him. Uh, and more stuff talking about like Drew McIntyre saying, Hey, my, this t-shirt, thank you guys. Um, this t-shirt's the number one seller right now. Appreciate you. And I'm not giving anything to CM Punk. Like what you're a dick. Uh, just great work all, all along. So uh, my odds-on favorite would be Drew because of the work he's doing. But honestly, everybody's doing such amazing work. Whoever they put in that chamber, I really do think. Like, could you imagine if it's Seth Rollins versus Logan Paul? If Logan Paul gets to to there. If the Miz beats Logan Paul and Miz is going to, like, just, again, cut this. I've been here for so long. I have reinvented WrestleMania. I have main-evented WrestleMania with, oh, yeah, uh, John Cena and The Rock was there. Who cares? Like, I mean, there's so many different routes you can go. Really love, really love the business that's going on right now within WWE as well as SmackDown. Yeah, I think what I like about this, and you kind of nailed this, is that I think for the most part, everybody here is like, it's going to be Drew McIntyre because Drew McIntyre is on another level right now. I mean, he came in and at a time when you're losing, you know, CM Punk, for example, he came in and was like, nah, I'm bringing what I'm going to bring to the table. And I do think that Drew McIntyre, Seth Rollins is going to be the WrestleMania match. And on top of that, I'm predicting Drew McIntyre to defend 
beats Seth Rollins and become the new World Heavyweight Champion. Uh, I almost feel like that's kind of a safe prediction, which is weird because I don't think there's any safe predictions in pro wrestling. But I'm going to go ahead and say that's my safe prediction as to what I think is going to go down. Um, but I'm looking at this list of contenders, and I mean, there's pretty much everybody at would be great in this uh, elimination chamber scenario. Um, personally, I would like to see... I'm thinking that we're definitely going to get... Oh, this one's tough. I'm, I want to see Bronson Reed in there because he's going to bring in the power. Uh, so I definitely would want to see that. Uh, I almost feel like you can't leave Bobby Lashley out of this because he kind of needs like a big moment. And I think being in the Elimination Chamber could definitely be that. I can't imagine them leaving out LA Knight. He's another one that just would have to be in there. Um, and then Logan Paul and Kevin Owens. It's like you can see them both in there and basically having a moment with each other in that actual matchup. So that could be something special. Um, but then it's like, obviously, I'm saying like all of this cases for all of these people to be in the match, but they can all be in it. But uh, I feel like there's some good ones in here. I'm like, I want to see what Dominic Mysterio would do inside the Elimination Chamber. That's another one that I'm curious about. So I think for the most part, they got some really good names listed on here. But either way, I'm going with Drew McIntyre all the way. Uh, I think he's winning this. I think he's facing Seth Rollins, and I think he's winning at WrestleMania 40. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports podcast network if you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more please give a five-star rating and leave a review subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast catch the full three hours of busted open at 9 a.m eastern on sirius xm fight nation channel 156 go to SiriusXM.com backslash busted open trial to start your free trial today